good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right. Welcome everybody to another episode of the podcast, the home episode. Oh man, my name's the Ted Smith. I'm the host of this here podcast, greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Oh, it's in the bottom square today, making us laugh already. Goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? (laughs) What's going on, boys? I uh. We're at peak of summer. I feel like you guys are thriving. Ted Smith's looking tan. So is Mateus. So am I. I mean, this is these are the good times, people. Let's enjoy it. Uh, let's get let's get a cast underway. Up to driving. Uh, all right, back there getting the studio all set up, recording, and already adding bleeps. Matt Connor, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hi, Ted. Uh, so first, thing, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, first up next week, as I mentioned, Matt. I think it's just Matt and I. Kyle will be on a road trip. So it's been a while since we've had a uh, MCTPTS cast, but we'll get one in. Cobb, where are you headed? Can you say? Yes, I love it. Um, <laughs> dude, I also love that your name just sounds fake, Ted Smith. Um, <laughs> dude, so um, we talked a little bit off cast, but basically Burning Man is canceled this year, but they're doing a little thing that's called Burning Man Retro or Renegade, which is basically there's no tickets, there's no anything, but one guy just put up like a map and he put a pin on it and he was like, Hey, just so people know, I'm going to go out and camp here out in the desert. People want to join me, feel free. And this is at, uh, uh, where black rock city usually is. Um, so in the Nevada desert out on this dry lake bed and overnight, like 250 pins went into this map. And now there's close to 300 camps that people are setting up, but there's no central authority. There's no rule. So, you know, it could be, like uh, an amazing utopia, or it could be an episode of Thunderdome, and uh, or anywhere in between. So we're gonna take an RV down there and just kind of check it out. We might be there for a day, might be there for three or four days if it's cool. Uh, I don't know. It could be an absolute cluster F, or it could be something kind of magical. So my thinking was, I'll dice roll it and go check out the scene. Yeah, I was gonna say. I know you wanna. Uh give a shout out to some people but also man like like if people are, how are people just camping like is there going to be porta potties or anything there are no porta potties there's no resources so in like one of the tenets of burning man as you know is radical self-reliance well usually there's at least porta potties and ice this year there is nothing there's no burning man police there there's nothing i mean you're fully off grid so unconnected so um that's that's honestly why we rented an rv is just so we would have a uh, a place to drop bombs because otherwise it's like in a bucket or some weird situation. I don't, I don't even know, but you can't like dig out there and bury it like you could in a traditional outdoor setting. So yeah, it could, it could get weird. Honestly, that bathroom though might be a real, a real commodity out there, real bargaining chip. Um, yeah. As for the, uh, <laughs> the, the shout out, I'm glad you liked that one. Um, uh, so we have what, like, um, I don't know, three to 5,000 people probably listen to each, each episode of this. Well, I want to say thank you to 22 of you took the time to Google Cobb's Popcorn Seattle and left us a review. I try to respond to every single one of them today. Thank you. Seriously. It, I know it seems dumb, but that actually meant a lot. Um, you know, I, uh, 
I don't know. It just, it makes a huge difference in our business and I don't have a ton of love in my life at the moment. So it meant a lot to me. Thank you. And, uh, really appreciate it. That was my quick shout out, Ted. Do your thing. All right. I still have questions about your renegade burn. I'm like, yeah, let's talk about it. The bathroom could be a commodity, but I also feel like you're going to have to lock that bad boy up, man. I feel like people might be emergency (laughs) status, just ripping open RVs to go drop deuces. Dude, I, yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about the break-in deuce situation. I mean, there's four of us, so we need some sort of like copies of the key circulating or something. Or we like leave one door locked when we go in through the driver's door or something. I, I don't really know. I mean, yeah, I guess, see, Ted, you bring up the good questions, man. I never think about like the, the fringe case. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just my question is I'm like, all right, like I mean, Burning Man's already pretty wild, but like no authority at all. I'm like who knows who's showing up. Yeah, that's true. And, and that's human nature, man. When you want to drop a deuce, the rules kind of go out the window, I think at least to some extent. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, I mean, maybe I'll start selling tickets to the area in there. I'm not sure. Yeah. You got to do the thing. Just stand by the front door and be like, Hey, 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 number one or number two. I'm going to need some to see some ID. If you're over 300 pounds, it's not happening. <laughs> Dude, is that a myth? Dude, okay, Ted, you're actually the perfect person to ask this. This might be a weird, insensitive question, but whatever, dude. We've been friends for a long time. All right. I feel like people always assume that people who are big drop bigger deuces. When you were 375 pounds in high school, did you drop bigger deuces than like at your current weight which is well like 220 or something or i'm not uh, sure what you weigh i here's the deal honestly i think that's a tough call and if you have a poor diet you can make a lot of waste but i feel like the size of a duke generally is a healthier diet if that makes sense you're saying with a healthier diet it's more yeah like you get like a better solid log and this and that as opposed to just like a mess in there yeah. Okay. So then it, it probably is true that someone with a bad diet leaves a serious mess and should not be allowed in the RV. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to speak for everybody. Anybody that's having an emergency situation. I mean, look, I will say this. The few times at Burning Man, I've like been like, I mean, one, that was last time we went on burn night. And I told Joe, I was like, I've got to find a clean one. Cause it was, my stomach was not doing well. And it's like, this isn't like a clean poo. Like I got to get this out now. Yeah. It's going to be hot and nasty. what uh what what would your policy be on on hot chicks i've only lived with two and i'm pretty sure neither of them have ever taken an s oh i I like that uh i mean i don't it's tough dude like for instance like sometimes you'll be shocked by the small people that produce a lot of volume you like you ever seen kids like kids leave deuces and you're like how in the world like you're not even like four foot tall. Yeah, that's a good point. Also, like, well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. too complex. I, I can't even articulate what I'm trying trying to say. Yeah, it's too complex. And we got new listeners turning in for poop talk. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, all right, Kyle, I have one more, one more question about this. So are you going back old school, just uh, like tortillas like turkey like that because i mean like we were in a camp last time with brad so it was easy we had like meals and cooked 
Yeah. So for the um, uh, uninitiated, basically, Ted and I went to Burning Man what five years ago, something like that. And we just took, we rented like this, this van that had no creature comforts. It was just like a metal interior van. We set up like this, uh, I mean, I guess I'd be willing to call it like a base camp, but really it was just a Costco, uh, um, a Costco carport, carport, like a pop-up carport. One of those ghetto ones you see in people's like front areas sometimes. Um, and then we put like carpets down and, you know, our beds and staked it down and stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was pretty rudimentary. I mean, we didn't have any cooking supplies or anything. We were just kind of eating out of a, a, a Yeti cooler. And honestly, we were happy, man. I just want to say it like simple. Yeah. We were happy. There was maybe one or two times where we were like wanting for more. But I would say generally speaking, we were thriving. And, you know, there's a lot of options out there to make yourself feel good if the food's not, not doing it. So um, then the next time we went, uh, we took an RV uh, the lap of luxury, and we were part of a much larger camp. And camps sort of band together and share duties like cooking and you know bringing flat top stoves, grills, things like that. This camp was pretty well prepared, um, and so yeah, they had you know all kinds of stuff, and we just had to pitch in some work shifts, but they had shade structures and things like that. Um, so that was that was Burning Man on easy mode, um, which I enjoyed. This year is going to be a little blend of both. Um, you know, we're going down in an RV, so we still will have like AC if we need it for sleeping during the day um, and, you know, a place to sit, which you and I didn't really have except sitting on the cooler that first year, uh, but no centralized camp. Although there are some fringe camps on Facebook actually asking for members and I'm considering joining a totally random one just to meet a bunch of people. What are your thoughts on that? I don't think that's a terrible idea because I mean... Once you're down there, like, it's not going to be nearly the same size as the normal events. I mean, I feel like the people you hang out with, you're probably going to end up hanging out with the same people day in and day out anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of my thought. So I don't know. We were just, yeah, we we're considering a, uh, joining a camp. Maybe we'll, we'll join a camp of all attractive chits who <laughs> attractive chicks who want to use our toilets. Jesus. Uh, that went awful. So then, you know, they have no appeal to us, but everyone else can enjoy them. And we just, we take one for the team and let them use the John. Well, I mean, listen, <laughs> rendering chicks, them unattractive. Hot chicks have to poop too. Well, everybody poops, Ted. It's just a fact of life. <laughs> That's speaking what I hear of, anyway. Speaking of which I gotta, I gotta buy some poopery. That stuff's out there saving, saving lives, folks. Did you get a bidet it? yet? I have it. Uh, I need to get. I need to get a bidet. Poopery is this stuff, and I'm pretty sure it's a local company. But you you spray it on top of the water before you poop, and it makes like a little layer. So it smells good, but it also makes a layer. So then when you poop, it like en- engulfs the poop real quick. So it oh, really- it's like kind of viscous. Yeah, it really cuts down on smell. It's almost got like a little sheen to like the bowl when you spray it in there. Dude, that actually makes a lot of sense. And Ted, since, you know, I feel like we've been trying to convince you to do, um, what's it called, uh, app-based dating for a while. And now you're back in the dating scene. You know, you're going to be starting to ask soon. I feel like we should probably discuss you getting a bidet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what kids are doing these days, man. It's, it's 2021, it's, Ted. You need to get with it. It's going to jump up the reasons list pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> Matt for the win. Matt for the win, baby. 
<laughs> oh man yeah i mean also it's just terrible if you're like that you know what i'm gonna stop <laughs> just do yourself a favor spend the 35 dollars and the 20 minutes install on it ted <laughs> dude and for all of you listening at home <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay so speaking of uh bathrooms and stuff saturday uh i'm going to a cookout so my buddy spent the night on friday right I want to see if you guys have been in a situation like this. I'm calling it an emergency situation. It wasn't the worst. I, I got around it. But we're dry. First, he's got to get gas at Costco. We're going to go to the, uh, you know, wash the car. But as we're driving over there, I reached down and I could feel my thigh. And I was like, oh, no. And he's like, what happened? I'm like, I didn't hear it. But I was like, I think like I think there was already a hole in these shorts. And like they just I mean, they ripped like almost wide open when I got in the car. So it's like. Do we drive back and get a pair of shorts? Like, do you go buy new shorts? What do you guys think? Where, where were you heading to? What kind of an event? Uh, cookout. How many people there did you know? What percentage of people? There was probably at max time, probably 40 people there. And I went down with a group of four people. We knew the host. That was it. Ooh. How big was the rip? It was, it was big. So I'm saying like, I reached down just to like scratch my junk. And I was like, why is, why am I feeling my skin? And I was like, oh man, because it ripped like right next to the seam. I didn't hear it, but it was like, you could, as Taryn would call the, the crab meat or whatever. Like it was hanging out. <laughs> Ooh, how far were you from home when you noticed? So we were down in Soto, but there was traffic. So we made, we made the executive decision to stop by Fred Meyer and just get a cheap pair of shorts. I was going to say I would get Costco shorts, whatever they got. If it's dad jorts, you go with dad jorts. If it's golf shorts, pleated golf shorts, you go with pleated golf shorts. But you're rocking some Kirkland signatures to that party if you're in my car. Yeah. I ended up getting like knockoff Under Armour. Like they're black. So I guess they're workout shorts, but you really couldn't tell. They had pockets. So that means okay. they're okay to wear out. But yeah, they ended up being really comfortable and I loved them. But yeah, there was a minute of panic and like Sean just looks at me and goes, dude, I know it's not that far. I don't feel like going back to your house. I was like, you're right. That's going to be a pain in the butt and cost us time. Like, let, let's just go to Fred Meyer and get some shorts. Good guy, Fred Meyer. Matt, what's, what are your thoughts? Yeah, weren't, I thought, weren't you already heading to Costco? I was with Cobb on the Costco thing because it sounded like you were already going there. But Fred Meyer, probably still easier in and out on a Saturday, dude. Like Costco's are gnarly. So, right. And we were, we were mainly just going to Costco to get gas and a car wash. So we had already been at Costco for like half an hour by the time we noticed I need shorts. So that was, so that's why I was like, we weren't that far from my house, but just in traffic. And this is like, I don't know, like 1130 or like noon on a Saturday. So like every motherfucker is at Costco. Yeah, I there's mean, no running in and out of a Costco for one thing at that time. So you got to, yeah, go somewhere else. Fred Meyer's great. They got everything. I love walking in there. And yeah, I mean, how often do you get to go to Fred Meyer, Ted? Not enough. Right? You love a grocery store. I mean, Fred Meyer's bigger and has more stuff than a grocery store, but it's still an awesome grocery store. Yeah, just, I, look, I agree. I mean, anytime I get to go to Fred Meyer, it's worth it. But 
I would also warn people if you're in an emergency short situation that the it's getting low there. There's a lot of jeans and pants out, sweatpants. I would have respected if you got pants and cut them off heading into the party. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is that like athleisure is such a popular look now. Like nobody even questioned me on it. They were just black, and I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I know, dude. I'm. I feel like I don't know. I guess I need some more opinions, but I feel like the yoga pant, I don't want to say it's replaced jeans, but it's joined the pantheon with jeans where I feel like yoga pants might not go away. Do you guys think they have that kind of sticking power? Like they'll be kind of around forever in one form or another? Oh, yeah. Yep. Nice. That's what's up, boys. Go ahead, Matt. No, I forgot this saying. You can't put that something back in the blank. Can't put that oh, genie back in the bottle. Bingo. Thank you. I thought it was toothpaste. Yeah, both. That's why I couldn't decide. Either way, the cat's I've out of the bag. I've both of those in the past week, and I went to pull either and got none. <laughs> well, here's the other thing. There's so many cool versions of, like, yoga pants and leggings and this and that. And, like, I don't know. I'm sure women care more than we do, but it, it's very rare that I look at somebody in yoga pants or leggings, and they're like, ew. Like, it's almost a hotter look half the time. It is. They know it too. Um, dude, I just want to point out this trend that I'm a fan of. I feel like, uh, I don't know what the, well, I do. I just don't want to say, but the, the age bracket, like 20 to 24 now, just there's over bras. That's not happening anymore. It's just like halter. T- or I don't even know what they're called. Like cut off shirts. Have you guys noticed this? Am I alone? Oh, no, trust me. Up here on the hill, the main thing I've noticed for that age bracket is jeans aren't baggy, but they're not tight, and brawls are gone. 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 They're gone. They gone. Matt, that might not have made it out to the plateau yet. No, the little bralettes. No, 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 no. no, no. Bralettes are over, bro. The little tank toppy things. I was a fan of bralettes, too, which is like basically just a thin version of a bra. Bras are now gone. They're both gone. They're both gone. gone. We're talking like there's a lot of nips happening. Yeah, like like white tank top. No, no. All right. Well, that's not helping. Uh, White tank tops without bras was going to be my point. (laughs) White white tank tops without bras. How don't we know each other? You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, look, I'm just telling you what's happening up here on the hill. I can't speak for the rest of the city, but sounds amazing. Wait, I'll tell you this. East Lake, it's happening too. Just my neighborhood checking in. <laughs> Matt, it's headed for the plateau. Well, you're out there, you're getting cougars and housewives. Yep. Yeah. Not only that, dude, I was out uh, walking around right before the cast. I walked by a woman today that like, like, as I was walking up, like, oh, she's in workout clothes. And then as I walked by her, I like, I was like, I was legit scared. Like, I don't know that I'd seen shoulders that broad and like her arm. I was like, Jesus, man. Like, I don't know if she's like a bodybuilder or what. I was like, damn. Like, I, I like forgot it was like, this sounds bad, but it didn't matter if it was a man or a woman. I was just like, that is impressive. 
She was Diesel. Dude, I just I feel like I just had the same moment you had when uh, that person called you out for talking about them on the cast. I feel like we were just talking fast and loose, and I forgot that Tyler is Matt's girlfriend is often in the room when he's casting. And like we've been friends for a long time. She just poked her head into the frame about the bra comments, like, oh, like, yep. Sorry about that. But uh well, a trend's a trend. I'm just an observer. And she's literally wearing a white tank top. That's why that's why we started laughing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, before we take the first break, real quick, I think I'm going to go to a fair on Sunday. So Washington State, I get it. Scones are massive. But is there like a fair food go-to you have? Or do you, or Cobb, you strike me as a man that might just go find the craziest thing you can and be like, that's what I'm getting. Ted, I could write the book on going to the fair. I was, the first thing I was going to ask you was county or state fair, because that's important. And it's going to determine how much cash you need to bring with you and how much time it's going to take and how early you should get there. As far as food. Evergreen State Fair in Monroe. Yeah, that's a good fair, man. I went to that a lot growing up. Dude, I would, I would say this. You know, the food is not my primary passion at a fair. The people watching is incredible, unbelievable people watching. But I also like to participate. So if I was you, maybe a belt buckle, white snakeskin cowboy boots, whatever you got, the fair is a good place to let it all hang out. That aside, as far as food, you've known me a long time and you're right. I would go for the craziest food that I could possibly imagine only because like, I feel like I come across sometimes like I don't like America or like I'm annoyed with America. But my girlfriend was saying she's noticed I'm actually like, incredibly patriotic just in sort of a weird way but like i love how like crazy and over the top of america is and regularly i'm like only in america man like god damn look at these people like these crazy sobs and so i mean sometimes you just you can only stand there with your mouth open you're just like how is this even real but you know and a lot of my friends are are european so is my business partner and so i mean you just have to stand back in awe at some of the things that americans come up with both good and um, obnoxious so you know as far as the fair Obviously, there's crazy corn dogs and elephant ears and things like that. But I bet there'll be some crazy deep fried thing, like a deep fried Twinkie, a deep fried Oreo or Ding Dong. I feel like I would find my way to that kind of stand, watch the people who are going in and out of that place, and at some point probably get one. That and a lemonade shaker if they have them. Yeah, I think my game plan is I want to find a stand that doesn't have run-of-the-mill people. I want to see either unhealthy looking people or super healthy people. But both these people have agreed today's the day to get that fair food. <laughs> right? like yes, you want like the indulgence? Yeah. So I'm like, Greg is like, if you're just running and it's a Sunday. So it's like, Oh, I bet everybody's having their cheat day. So it's like, I don't, I'm like, I mean, those are the people I'm going to follow. If I just see a random decent looking couple. I'm like, yeah, they're probably just getting a whatever. They're what are they yeah. getting a corn dog? Like you can't buy that anywhere. Yeah, something standard. Dude, do you have anything like on the radar, like in mind, like, oh, I've heard about these frickles. I've heard about like this or that. The main thing is, honestly, it like I've only been to this fair once and that was probably, Christ, that was probably six or seven years ago. But that's the only time I've had Fisher scones. So I'm kind of just looking forward, number one, to getting some scones. Scones hit. Have you ever been on a Gravitron before? I have. I won't lie. The fair ride spooked me a little bit, man. Like, huh? I... I'm just not sure. Dude, remember that was like our our like 15th podcast 
we were asking like the cop topic was like, what do you not trust or something like that, that everyone else trusts. And the guy was a welder and he was like, I don't trust fair rides. He's like, I look at those welds and they're an effing joke. He's like, I would never go on one. Those things are a death trap. You remember that email? I don't, but it sounds right. Yeah, it does sound right. Matt fair foods. That sounds very accurate. Um, the fair itself, yeah, scones are really good. Uh, funnel cakes, another one. And then, Cobb, while you were talking about the uh, deep fried stuff, I love the deep fried PB&J stand that shows up at a lot of spots. Um, they got a bunch of flavors, and it's really tough to pick, especially if you're high. And, you know, <laughs> I, Cobb, I really agree with what you're saying about uh, – you know, kind of a unique breed of patriotism where it is like, yeah, man, the philosophy of absurdism is like, you know, well suited for this day and age to look around like this is incredible from a from a purely like in a vacuum from a neutral standpoint, the word incredible, amazing, like holy smoke spectacle are all just like these things that are neutral ways to look at the world that, uh, you know, it's it livens things up and yeah you can't help but i love that old spice and axe like write in french on the front of their bottles like to make it look classy and like there's just so many dumb things where i'm like leave it to us like go america and i just have fun with it now um so i think that's a great point i think people always need to remember too i bring this up like listen to people with kids or listen to people in relate like long-term relationships. Like you can really love something and still have some issues with it. doesn't mean you're against it. Like it's okay. Totally. I would say the end point of that is like, this is the greatest time to be alive in the history of mankind, but it's also a wild, wild time to be alive. And things are so, uh, what's the word like decentralized or so, so, there's so many channels on TV, so many types of music, so many whatever that we have access to that so much of your experience now can be custom created for you. Uh, and because of that, you know, you can really create your own reality even more so than you could before, which is both exciting and terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that one got Ted, I can tell. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is. But it's also America, so we got to pay the bills. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Welcome back. Uh, you know, it's the part of the show where we go ahead and read some emails. Kyle, do you have some emails for us? Heck yeah. Um, and again, another shout out to people who left a review. That was dope. But there's a couple of emails in here about that, that I'm going to skip, but just people uh, <laughs> giving props, love and praise. So thanks guys. Seriously. That was dope. Uh, wow. I'm dying right now. I was trying to think of one. Uh, and, oh, wait. Oh, what was the last Cobb topic? Oh, Okay. I remember if, uh, okay. The cop topic last week was if you're in hell, what show is on TV? Oh yeah. Okay. So, uh, Roger said cop topic. Wow. I'm dying right now. I was trying to think of one and Roseanne popped into my head, but when they made you say yours and it was the big bang theory, I 100% agree. I cannot stand that show and I'm into geeky nerd stuff, but that show drives me crazy. I don't get why people like it. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm with you. Like, as popular as that show is, I feel like that show gets a lot of hate, too. Yeah. Yeah, everything that gets popular, there's there's a backlash. I mean, it goes the other way. 
Yeah, but how did it get popular in the first place? Dude, that's what I say about Red Robin, man. People knock me for that being one of my favorite restaurants. Same with Rainforest Cafe. But I love Red Robin. I know. It got popular because they make good burgers, man. Bottom line. Fight me. Shout out to the Smoke and Pepper Burger. That's my new one. <laughs> Shout out to the Smoke and Pepper Burger. <laughs> God, Ted, man, you just, you make me laugh sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. <laughs> Shout out to the smoking pepper burger. I've got everybody listening. You try that next time. I mean, there's peppered bacon on there. There's like good pickles. Like it's a solid burger. Pepper burger. Can you hear me? The TV show that would be on in hell would have to be Grey's Anatomy. I personally have never seen the show, but I'm familiar with Dr. McDreamy and an episode where a gun was hidden in a girl's private parts. I think Miggs and Ted may have discussed it on the Megacast when it aired. In response to the cop topic from two weeks ago, uh, that one was, how are you? I'm doing much better than I was eight months ago. Since November 30th, I've been living in a hotel, courtesy of the Salvation Army. It's a long story, but fast forward two months later, uh, when I took a customer service class, uh, from Goodwill and was being assigned to the caseworker who has helped me out tremendously. After working at a collections job for 16 days, a job that I wouldn't let my worst enemy work for, I found a better job back up at the Tulalip Casino as a hotel front desk agent. An easier job with a crew that's very supportive and that they uh, want me to succeed. Hopefully I'll be out uh, of the hotel and have a place to live soon. Ted, I watched a Premier League soccer game on Saturday before work. I think I like soccer now. If you ever need someone to go to a game, hit me up. Matt, I'm jealous that you're going to see the metal tour of the year with our two favorite brand bands, Hatebreed and Lamb of God. No disrespect to Megadeth or Trivium. I want to go, but I have no way that they are back. Have fun. Hope to see you all soon. Stevie, the Packers fan. Yeah, I mean, Stevie, I will warn you, the only bad thing about getting into the Prem is it makes, uh, and look, I love the Sounders, but the MLS is not the same uh, quality as the English Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah. a lot of people that got into Premier League and they're like, I struggle with the MLS. Like, you'll get there, but the premise, fast paced, like best players in the world. It, it's a fun league to watch. And they're just so crisp. I mean, I the MLS has come a long ways in terms of like quality over the last 10 years, I would say. But sure. the premise is so crisp. I mean, remember when uh who was that? Was that Man City came here? Or no, it was Man United came here and just crushed us 4-0 with uh What's his name? Having three goals alone in the second half, uh, uh, Rooney. Yes, but if I remember correctly, I want to say it was seven. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was seven, and he had three, and I was just like, oh, it was bad. Although the Sounders put was that six up on Portland the other day. That was cool. We did felt good. Hey boys, I was going through a tough spot. At, oh, sorry. The subject line is appreciate you guys. Hey boys. I was going through a tough spot at work and was feeling pretty down. I was all caught up on the greatest podcast on all the land. So oh, I was thinking oh. I need something positive that I can listen to. And it hit me. Go dig up some of the Aaron Cobb experience podcasts and it did the trick. Feeling much better. Hopefully you'll make a few more in the future. Just wanted to say that I really appreciate you guys. Seems like there's just endless negativity out there and a weekly source of positivity is amazing. Hope you guys have a good day. Sincerely, Michael Beatty. Oh, thanks, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I honestly kind of forgot those existed. Thanks, Mike. I'm glad you enjoyed them. Um, yeah, I think it did like 10 or 15 of those maybe. Um, yeah, I might do them again at some point. I don't know. We'll see. 
time will tell. I'm about to have a lot of free time on my hands. Portland documentary. Oh, dude, Jesus. This is probably because we were talking about um, what my girlfriend's mom said before that wedding. You guys remember that? Yeah, how Oregon was founded. <laughs> yeah, as like a, a white um, a white utopia or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a documentary I watched last summer called Priced Out that chronicled Oregon's history and how they created the state with the intention to be as white as possible. Uh, it was fascinating to see how they built the city of Portland and how they strived to keep it segregated. It's a good documentary that's available on YouTube right now. If you're interested to know more, it was eye-opening to me, and I have no idea what or oh, and I had no idea what Oregon's history was. Michelle, Michelle, I'm probably going to watch that tonight. <laughs> nice. I'm still working on finishing off uh, Breaking Bad, which I didn't mean to, but kind of ties back into Oregon. They had a little bit of a meth problem themselves. <laughs> oh yeah. Wait, you're watching Breaking Bad right now? Yes, I'm. I'm on season five. I started it like a little over a month ago, and I, I've been I've been cruising through about a season every like week, week and a half. Dude, in my opinion, one of the best shows ever made. And what's cool too, you you know that you're deep into it. The cinematography, like you how they open some of the shots and close some of the shots and transitions, really cool. I don't so, know much about that stuff, but I really appreciate it. I would say it's my favorite show since I've watched The Wire. And then Mike Hawk that I work with showed me a clip from Family Guy I'd never seen. And it's like he's looking at the TV and his eyes are like, you know, like he's being hypnotized. And it's like, you love Breaking Bad. You will watch Breaking Bad. It's like, I do love Breaking It's the greatest show. It's like, <laughs> except maybe The Wire. Except maybe The Wire. And I was like, God damn, that show is good. It nailed me to a T. I'm, I've been telling everybody like, outside of The Wire, this might be the best show ever made. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Also, uh, for that guy who was asking about podcasts, another good one is uh, How to Take Over the World. Just interesting. They chronicle um, people's lives like, you know, Alexander the Great or um, Genghis Khan. And he just does like a little mini series on the person. It's pretty cool. It's all factual. Nice. Uh, is that it for emails? Uh, yes. That's it, boys. God damn, man. I'm still thinking about this fair food. Maybe we, the three of us should. Well, it's tough. It's Kyle mentioned it earlier. <clears throat> it's getting towards the end of summer. Every weekend's booked, but like maybe we should try to figure out a way to sneak down the Puyallup Fair one day and <laughs> get some fair food. When is the Puyallup? So that's like the big state fair. So that starts, I want to say like, got to start like right after Labor Day and then goes to like, I think it's like three weeks. That makes sense. Yeah, man. Do the Puyallup. Dude, those things are always so fun. I feel like yeah. it's it, it's tough to have a bad time at a fair. Like, there's something for everybody. Obviously, you know the crowds. I mean, I get it, but do yeah. I mean, it's a right. It's a lot of people, but also, I mean, you can go look at the animals. <clears throat> there's always some type of band or something playing. Maybe you're a guy like me. Maybe maybe there's a beer garden. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> do whatever you want. Guy like me, hop on the gravitron for a couple spins. The only thing I'm not doing is I'm not falling for the damn turkey leg. Every time I get those turkey legs, like halfway through, I'm like, I don't know if I want this. Yeah. It's just because it's so giant. You know, it's so impressive. And it's just not chicken. What do you think the number one profit item is at a fair? I only to ask you this because I know. I mean, I w honestly, my first instinct would have been the turkey leg. Cotton Protein candy. is expensive, Ted Smith. Cotton what? candy. 
Dude, that's it. Yeah. Damn, I was down at um uh Harlan Fairbanks who supplies like most of the they supply like concession stands all over the state, you know, popcorn at like movie theaters or like yeah, cotton candy, slushy machines, all that. And so I just asked the guy, I was like, "Hey man, what's like the most ridiculous ridiculous problem Martin? He's like between you and me, cotton candy. And I was like, oh. So anyway, now a couple thousand people know, but should be good. Have you seen that video going around like Twitter and stuff? And it's like a little kid. And it's like, like giving my kid cotton candy for the first time. I think they're like a, at a Texas Rangers game or something. Mm. And they like give it to her and she's like touching it. And she's not sure. And the mom's like, no, take a bite. She like takes the teeniest little bite and then just the biggest smile like goes across this kid's face like, oh, just starts eating it. Oh, little girl loses her mind over cotton candy. Yeah, blue. Well, wait a minute. Is that the girl from the Mariners game? Oh, this is the girl from Seattle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, so Mike Hawk and I were at that game. Really? Yeah. Like, it's so funny because that girl's like a meme all over the place with her little pigtails. And she's like, ah, yeah. And she's going crazy. Yeah, Mike and I were at that game. It was a weeknight game, and they kept cutting to that kid. So now every time I see her, I'm just like, that's weird that we were at that game. Oh, man. Yeah, and if I was if I was the Mariners, I'd just be like feeding her cotton candy all game. I'd be like, here's a season ticket. Just come eat one thing of cotton candy every game. That's gold. <laughs> all right, we'll take our second break here. We'll uh, come back with what's Matt and in the cop topic. All right, welcome back, everybody. Let's uh, let's check in with Matt and see what's Matt in. All right. Well, uh, let's see. This weekend I laid pretty low um, and watched a ton of f1 drive to survive like most of the way through season two all right i mean that show is incredible i don't know how they get that access to those people like you know like cobb was talking about with breaking bad it's like you watch some some good shows and you're like this is awesome but also how are they doing this you know what i mean like you don't need to understand cinematography and like i don't really obviously i'm new to f1 and if you listen to this podcast, go back like 10 episodes where I was like, what are you guys talking about? Uh, but now I'm in season. Yeah. Season two, the way that they they're they have those cameras everywhere and some of the drama is just unreal. So well, it's wild, too, because in season one, it's basically like Red Bull. And then that show got so popular. Season two like opens up and all of a sudden you see an interview with like Lewis Hamilton. Or like the Ferrari guys, like now they're like, oh, the Americans actually care again, like or care more. We should be on this show. It's helping. Yeah, yeah. No, it was just, it was so funny because like there's just a couple shots of Lewis Hamilton, and they didn't say they didn't have an ounce of you know exclusive footage of him in season one, and like <laughs> they couldn't wait to show him in season two. Like, I don't think they're in. Are they episode one Mercedes? I don't know. But either way, it was like, oh, these are the names I've heard of, Um, you know, and then. Yeah, so I'm kind of excited. I mean, I think I'm going to get caught up on the show before I start, like, paying attention. The season's got to be close to over by now, right? 
Uh, they're on this. They just took their summer break and they're coming back this Sunday morning. But the season runs through like, I want to say like early November because they Sunday, don't have the, it starts to get. OK, that's cool. That's good to know. Yes, yeah, so there's a race Sunday and then they're not racing like the race of America's in Austin is until like October, I, I think. I was going to say October 19th or something. <laughs> I had to guess. Dude, that's like exactly what it is. Yeah. Circuit of the Americas. <laughs> <laughs> I literally think it's the 19th or the 20th. Uh, yeah, you know what it is? Yeah. I think it's the, yeah, either way it's somewhere around there, but yeah. Yeah. yeah 16th, 17th, something like that. Yeah. You still got time Matt. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's really, really captivating stuff. You guys were not, not misleading anybody when you were talking about that. And so, uh, yeah, just relaxing. Uh, last week was pretty busy. Um, doing, I don't know. I just been doing a lot of stuff, getting, getting things ready, uh, with my course and, uh, my business in general. But if you follow by the body fitness on Instagram, uh, or Facebook, you'll see that I'm like active, you know, with this stuff again, and just trying to, I don't know, legitimize this thing a little bit more. Cause I just paid a bunch of money in taxes to the state a couple of weeks ago. And it was like, Oh, I've made money in like, it's, it's become more of a real thing that it just kind of motivated me, like paying the state sales tax, which I didn't, I just haven't been charging any of my clients tax this entire time, like since quarantine. <laughs> so tax man cometh. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, Oh man, I got a real business. So I don't know. I'm having fun with it though. So follow by the body fitness, uh, you know, and join the fun. It's pretty, pretty ridiculous. All right. Nice. Well, you know what? Sometimes a low key weekend isn't bad. I am. I am due for one. <laughs> yeah. We were planning on going camping actually. So, and then it was a last minute, like we're not going camping. And then we were able to just like relax for a couple of days and yeah, it was much needed, man. It gets action packed during the summer. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. As you know. All right. Well, I guess it's about that time. Cop topic. Cop topic. I feel like we've been circling this one for a while, boys, but we've never actually put it in. The All right. Last week. When, okay. Two weeks ago, I went out to the ocean, ocean shores with my uh, some people that I know well who may or may not be in my family. Uh, and on the way out there, I stopped by uh, the weed shop and I was, I told the girl, I was like, Hey, you know, I just want a couple of pre-rolled joints. Um, but I, uh, uh, but I'm kind of lightweight and I just, you know, I want something that's not, not super aggressive. Cause I want to be able to sit there and smoke it. So, cause she was trying to give me like, you know, the full weed PhD thing. And I was like, honestly, I probably want like the worst stuff you have, but I want it to be a body high and whatever. She's like, got the perfect thing for you. So it's these $5 pre-rolls had it at the beach. Loved it. I was just like slightly high. I was like, after you have like one drink, you know, you're kind of like, you just feel good, but you don't feel like, you know, messed up at all. And so I was like, okay, like this is, this is my kind of joint. Um, well, you know, uh, long story short, all joints are not created equal. And, uh, the, I had the end of one of those joints at my house, uh, back in Seattle. And I was like, okay, like I'm going to just, you know, hit, hit the end of this thing, cruise into a nice chill evening and go to bed. Well, boys, God had other plans for me that night. And, uh, 
you know, I, uh, I smoked that joint and pretty soon I was walking hand in hand with the Prince of Peace himself, Jesus Christ through the garden of Eden. <laughs> uh, no, I just got really baked and, um, you know, it was, it was kind of an issue. And so I don't know, it just got me thinking about like, cause this was like a weeknight and I had stuff to do and whatever. Um, so basically the cob topic this week, and I'm really interested to hear responses on both sides of the aisle, but we've danced around this. Here's my question. Do you smoke weed? Why or why not? Email us, literally the word email at thepodcast.com with two E's. Do you smoke weed? Why or why not? Boys? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, kidding me. I was like, I don't know. I, I like it. Uh, I mean, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, give me a- well, I mean, I like, like I, don't, I mean, I could sit here and talk about like the uses of CBD and I, I do like some edibles that are kind of like THC and CBD to kind of like calm you down or chill you out. But also like, to me, it's almost like having like a drink after work or something. Like when I get home, like today, like usually when I'm done the podcast, like I'll go take a shower and, or yeah, actually I'll probably smoke a little weed then go take a long hot shower and just like kind of chill out and kind of roll into the night and then, uh, you know, watch a little TV. Yeah, so you use it for, like, a wind down in that yeah. sense. And also, like, a lot of times during the week for me, like, like I, you know what I mean? If I'm not careful, like, I'll just, I'll, I'll come home and just start drinking beers without even really thinking about it. So, like, when I first moved to Seattle and started smoking weed sober, I was like, oh, this is kind of nice. Like, you know what I mean? Like, still catch a buzz, chill out, and it's not, uh, you know, you don't wake up all hungover and everything. And I don't, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm not just like busting your chops. Like I just like it. Yeah. 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 Dude. I totally hear you. Yeah. No, I think there's something to be said for like, uh, it's fun and we're grownups. Uh, <laughs> it is I, fun. I mean, I, I remember I was giving in public speaking sophomore year. It was like a persuasive speech. And I wanted to pick the topic of like why weed should be legal. Cause it wasn't legal back then. But the whole angle I took was how you socialize with new people. And like you back then, you kind of had to network better because you anytime you met someone that also smoked weed, you wanted to meet their guy. Right. And then you meet their guy and you're always trying to build your network of people that also smoked weed that might have better weed than you or access to weed when your guy's out. Right. And it was this constant thing. And I always thought that that social element, which still now it is a great, like common ground to find with people. Um, But I always thought that like community that it creates is cool. And, you know, sometimes alcohol doesn't have the best effects on people's relationships. Uh, But I don't think you find a ton of instances where weeds like super detrimental when it's just two people using it. If you're selling it and money gets involved, that statement goes out the window. So, but yeah, social elements and it's fun. Yeah. And I would say for like a lot of people worry about getting the munchies or this and that it's like, right. But like stoners will still eat fruit and stuff. It's not like when you get hammered and are like, I need something greasy or just like chicken wings. Like, I mean, literally tonight I'm going to get stoned, take a shower and then make a salad. Dude, (laughs) Dude, that is the difference between you and me. Like, even if I eat something healthy, I would eat like, a hundred strawberries. It's it's a, I, I just can't stop. 
Ironically, I have cut up strawberries in a bowl in my fridge. They're you're gonna be so thinking about me in like twenty minutes. High. Yeah, I, yeah, well, it should be yes because it's a fruit enhancer and a great pre-workout. That's my answer. Yeah, I would also say this too for people that like, like if you only smoke here and there, you're gonna get the munchie something awful. But like once you smoke for a while, you just kind of get used to it. You can work around it. But yeah, for like. If somebody's listening to this, like maybe I'll tr- go to a legal store and buy some weed. Like just a heads up, you're gonna be real hungry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get that pizza too. Just enjoy yourself. Yeah, right. Be kind to yourself. Right. I, I mean, but you still want pizza? I don't keep goddamn ca- cauliflower crust pizza around as I'm not high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh man. All right, Cobb, I know you're taking an adventure. I want to hear all about it. Uh, so you'll be off next week. Matt and I will be here. I'm hoping to have a fighter from the next cage board coming up, and then I got some time off, so won't hear from Cobb for a couple weeks. Hope You know, uh, be careful in the desert. We want to see you back here. Dude, I remember when you and I almost died, like, the first day at the first Burning Man when the uh, visibility went to zero, and we were, like, 10 feet apart and couldn't see each other. It got real fast. I'm preparing for the worst, hoping for the best. I'll try to survive. All right. Good luck out there, brother. Uh, All right. Matt, I'll see you next week. Everybody tune back in. Uh, But yeah, for MCTP, for Cobb, Lee Ted Smith is the podcast. Cheers.